0: This is Darrell Olalia, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast, episode one ninety seven. Whoa, there, boy! Don't go there, boy. It's people you don't know, there, boy. right place. Mr. Hollywood himself presents the before the millions podcast. Podcast. And now your host, Duray O'Lalye. What is going on, good people? Welcome to a brand new episode of the before the millions podcast. And um, on today's episode, I'm kind of excited, guys, just a little bit, just a little bit, because we're going to be able to help you get more money for your business. And really, really cheap at that. So if you're a fixer and flipper, if you're a wholesaler, if you're a rehabber, if you're a rental property owner, if you're a real estate investor, and actually, this really just applies to anybody who has a business. As long as you have a business, really, this episode is for you. But naturally, on the Before the Man's podcast, we want to shift a little bit, cater this episode to real estate investors who need capital for their business. So this episode, again, is all about credit. And it's not personal credit, but business credit. And I remember back in the day, I didn't really understand what business credit was. thought it was maybe an extension of personal credit, or I actually really thought it was just this something far out in the future that I should think about doing in 10 years when I have like $10 million. But when you start to learn about business credit you learn that it's really easy and really simple and you can set up one of these profiles for each of your businesses so you know how you have personal credit which is attached to your social security number you only get one right i mean you may get three credit reporting agencies but you, you you're one person and if you mess up that credit you're going to have to build that credit back up which we'll talk about on today's episode but for business credit it's very similar to how entities work Right. You can have business credit for your real estate business. So we're going to talk about all the semantics. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of business credit, especially for real estate investors here on today's episode. But before we do that, if you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button. We're bringing you weekly episodes from some of the brightest minds at what they do. Today, we're interviewing Mr. Mike Banks. And his name pretty much suits what what he ended up doing because Mike started out as somebody who didn't really have a passion for a whole lot of things. And when he found the company that he works for now, it was a very small company. I think just maybe two or three, maybe five employees. And Mike... Kind of noticed some inefficiencies in the company He was just like, man, like we could really take this company to the next level. We could really grow it. And he had he started having visions of what he wanted the company to be. And it wasn't his company, but he had these audacious dreams and goals and thoughts. And this company is called Funding Grow, and that's the company that Mike works for till today. And today, this company has established over one billion dollars in business credit for all of its clients. On average, each client is getting about 50 to $250,000 in business credit, oftentimes starting out with zero percent interest. So obviously we had to bring Mike on the show because I'm like, if you can get some of my listeners 50K in business credit, imagine what they could do in their real estate business. So strap in. And if this is your first time tuning in, this is what we do every week. We attack some particular area in real estate where we could accentuate our business and make it better and make it grow. If we haven't started, we get started and we use some of these tools, tactics, and resources to help us get to the next level. So if you're interested in learning how you can get $30,000 to $100,000 in business credit in just four weeks, which again, it sounds crazy, tune into this episode. Tune into this episode if you want to learn how and why not to do hard money loans. I mean, if you know what a hard money loan is, you know that your interest rate is at least double digits, right? I mean, hard money loans today 7% to 13 to 20% to even more. But with business credit, right? You're not having to worry about, well, what if this hard money lender doesn't like the property? It's your decision on what you spend your money on and if you do it the right way, you can get into a lot of these credit lines with 0% interest at least for the first year. So can somebody say free money? Man, I I looked in the archives and the last time we talked about business credit was back in 2017 with Mr. Ty Crandall. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I'll link to it in the show notes. But if you want to just go ahead and scroll back, it's episode 25. Wow. Now, I personally cringe when I listen to some of these early episodes just because I mean, I still don't feel very experienced, but just because back then I was so inexperienced, I didn't know what was going on, I didn't know what I was doing. But I made it work. So, again, episode 25, if you want to learn about personal and business credit 101, that's the name of the episode. So, again, whether you're a new investor, you're a seasoned investor, you're a fixer and flipper, and you just need more dollars to be able to do your business to make more money. Right. Don't get business credit and go buy a whole bunch of TVs. Right. I mean, that's there's no ROI on that. But if you're going to put this money into a flip so that you can make twice or three times or 10 times as much money. Then hello, sign me up to raise tip of the week. OK, so, of course, our guest for today works for a business credit agency. So naturally. His services and their services fund and grow, they're going to be able to help you put you in the best possible position to maximize the amount of credit that you're able to get for your business. But yet and still, there are people and sometimes I'm this person. There are people like me who are just like, nah, I can do it myself. I can figure it out. What are the steps? What are the need to knows? Right. And we're going to talk about a whole lot of that on the episode. But just to give you some of bones, basic concepts of how you should think about business credit. With personal credit, you have three major reporting agencies, right? You got TransUnion, you got Equifax, and the third one is escaping me. I'm sure somebody's probably yelling through their car stereo, right? It's whatever it is. And yeah, I can't remember the third one right now. Experian, Experian, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, right? Those are the major um, reporting agencies, and they all report similar but different numbers based on who's reporting to them, right? And this is called your FICO score. Well, business credit works the same exact way. There's a major reporting agency. It's called Dun & Bradshaw. And your score is not a FICO score, but it's a Paydex score. So you know how your FICO score is like from 300 to like 850. And when you have great credit score or a great FICO score, it's 700 and above. Same thing for business credit, right? Your paydex score is from one to 100 and you have a great paydex score if it's over 75. So what you're trying to do as you create your business and you start to be in business, what you're trying to do is called establishing credit. Right. It's, you know, that that card that you get when you're 15, at least I did. Where it's just like, hey, this is your credit card. Don't spend any money on it. But what this is going to do is this is going to provide you with credit so that you can get more credit in the future. I totally didn't get that when I was 15. I didn't understand what that meant, why it was important. It just did. it was just like what length of credit is so important today. Right. So so what a lot of these companies are wanting to do is to help you establish a baseline paydex score. And then over time, through various means and methods, they're going to help you increase that payday score up to four times faster than you would be able to increase it otherwise. So that's what a lot of these companies are doing. And it's totally worth the money to have your handheld. But again, I know some people want to do these things on their own, and it's possible 100% to do it on your own, to go and apply for a few credit cards, to pay certain amounts on these credit cards month after month to show that you're a timely borrower. And you can see your credit score go up over time. Now, again, these companies, they found... Tried and true, you know, methods per se, whether it's the amount that you're spending and when you're paying it back and how many you can open up at one time. They find they, they have found tried and true methods to help you increase that score faster. So I don't want to steal Mike Spiel and, um, and anybody else who may come on here and talk about credit, but I just want to give you guys a foundation to understand what you're working with. So that's this week's tip of the week. Let's go ahead and get to the show with Mr. Mike banks. Okay. Real quick. I'm sorry. I, I shut down the computer. I went away, but I was like, no, let me come back. Cause I wanted to say one thing, but I'm really not going to talk about it now. I'm going to talk about it in, the, in another episode. But one of the really cool things for me about business credit is credit card reward points. I mean, talk about lifestyle design, talk about travel, talk about how you can get free flights and how to do it in a legit way. Month after month, just based on the money that you're already spending in your business. When you apply for the right credit cards and you start using some of the right credit cards, you get some of these really cool perks that have to do with travel and lifestyle and dinners and hotel accommodations and rental cars. So these are the things that you have to look forward to with credit in general. But for business credit, for money that you're already going to spend, it's a no brainer for you to get free trips out of them. Okay, now for real, let's get to the show. We'll have a whole episode on this later, but let's talk to Michael Banks. And now your feature
1: presentation. When I started here, we didn't have many SOPs, Standard Operating Procedures. Um, things weren't as streamlined. There wasn't enough systems in place. So clients would fall through the cracks. You know, we'd have more issues um, because of how we were operating the business. Now we've, we've completely changed that. We have quality control checks. We have SOPs in every department. And uh, we don't have that type of issue anymore where you know, uh, clients are falling behind or they're falling out of contact or anything like that. Um, so we've created a lot of systems and really improved the business and the way we deliver the service. Um, <clears throat> one thing I'd say that was always a big hang up was being able to use the credit in real estate. You know, mm. at one point, uh, we were able to do balance transfers really easily and then it got more difficult. And then at one point, we were able to buy gold and then have clients sell it. And that was their way of getting cash off so that it was never really that solid. But over the last few years, we've, uh, we've found this partner who will basically send a wire transfer, they'll charge the business credit card, and then they'll send a wire transfer to the title company so that our clients can close as a cash buyer. And I've interviewed dozens of our clients that have done this. I've, I got one client, Maurice, he bought his first six investment properties with the credit that we got for him, and they're buying holds. So he, he then did a cash out refinance And, uh, you know, he's now has six investment properties. Another guy bought three deals with the credit we got for him. So I think that right there, being able to use the credit in real estate in, in a really you know helpful way, instead of just getting credit and then using it as a credit card, we were always trying to find new ways to actually be able to use the credit to buy deals. And now we have that, that method in place. And the the partner's name that we work with is plastic dot com with a Q. And what they do is they'll literally charge your card and then send a a wire transfer to the title company. And now the title company has that money in escrow. So now you're a cash buyer. So a lot of wholesalers like it. A lot of investors in general like it. The guy was telling you about that bought three properties. He owns 45 rental properties. And he told me that he's going to be able to add a lot more deals, a lot more rentals to his portfolio every year because he's got access to this funding instead of just coming out of pocket or using hard money. So I think that was one of the big hangups, being able to use the credit and actually buy deals with it. But we've had that figured out now for like maybe three or four years um, because the other methods that we had, they just weren't as solid as, as it is
0: now. Right. Tell me, and this is, man, Mike, this is really fascinating. So tell me, well, before you tell me, let me kind of explain in my own words to the listeners what I just heard, right? It sounds like you know, whenever you get these zero interest, you know, credit lines, it's very hard to pull that money out. And if you do, or if you are able to pull that money out, there's a large fee associated with that. So what you guys did back in the day is you guys would buy gold on credit cards. And then in a few days you would sell off that gold. What were some issues with that?
1: Right. Yeah. And that was a way that they could get the cash off of the accounts, basically. Right. Um, It was more costly. And, uh, you're using like a a website that's usually overseas, like gold money. And, um, there was another, uh, issue that they would have to file like a, some type of, uh, tax, uh, document. I forget the the actual document that it was, but there was just more hoops to jump through with that. Also getting verified for the website was another big issue. It would take sometimes a couple of weeks just to get verified, so it wasn't the right process but you know that was probably the biggest hang up that we've had we've never had a problem getting credit for our clients cuz we're on the phones with the underwriters every day making sure that we get them approved at the maximum limit possible because a lot of times they don't approve you with a high limit especially for business credit with personal credit it's different with business credit though you really got to push and you really got to get on the phone and make sure it's reviewed by a human being um, so that's something that we've done for our clients for Basically, the whole time I've been here for nine years is um, following up with the underwriter, make the decision maker, and having them review that application because it brings in literally like seventy to eighty percent more funding than the original approval would. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, the original approval is just either sometimes it's just a denial. Even if you have a seven hundred and fifty credit score, we've seen it countless times where it comes back denied, and then you have them review it, and then they come back with a thirty thousand dollar approval or something like that. It's just the algorithm and the computer that is basically. Systematically approving or denying the application, and they always come in really low, or they come in as denied, and then we get on the phone, and then we increase or we overturn the approval um, to or overturn the denial to an approval.
0: Uh, So I love it. I love it, man. This is all fascinating stuff. So let's get into. I mean, we've already kind of touched on a little bit of strategy, but let's really get into it, Mike. Let's first start out with who who is business credit not for. Right? Who who is this not? Who is not a good candidate for business credit? And maybe let's talk about why and how we can maybe get them to the point to where it makes sense for them.
1: Um, I, I guess someone who it's not for is someone who doesn't have a way of creating a return on investment, and and if they're not like confident, they don't know what they would do with the credit once they got it. Then it might not be good for them. But if they have an idea, if they're interested in doing a real estate deal, they've been doing research. Maybe they've already done one deal, or you know they're ready to get their first deal done. That's somebody who would be good for because you have an idea and a way to create a return on it. Um, and also, as far as qualifying, it's not really for somebody who um, who doesn't qualify right now. So you have to have good credit. You got to have about a 720 credit score. You got to have a couple major bank credit cards open, active, and that aren't brand new. Um, and you don't want to be maxed out. You should have your debt to your credit limit around thirty percent. So, you know, you don't want to be like 80% on one credit card, but then the other credit card you have is at zero. You'd rather have both credit cards right around 30%, all your credit cards right around 30%. And, um, you know, you don't want to have a bunch of negative items. So a 720 score, about 30% debt to credit ratio, uh, and with, you know, with minimal or no brand new credit card accounts. Because when you go and apply for business credit, you shouldn't have two or three brand new personal credit cards in the last six months one's okay but ideally you wouldn't have any brand new personal credit cards in the last six months um, when you go and apply for business credit 720 score 30 percent debt to credit ratio no negatives no really brand new accounts and in that scenario that's a pretty strong credit profile assuming that you've been using credit for multiple years not just brand new um that that profile right there is pretty much what you need to qualify and you don't need an entity either. Um, it's, which is awesome. You just need to have that credit score and the credit history, and then you can get up to a hundred thousand dollars in the next three to four weeks. It's all 0% interest, 12 months on average, and it doesn't show up on your personal credit report. Uh, even if you don't have an entity, uh, we set those up for our clients and they're easy to set up on your own as, as well. Um, uh, but it's all really credit-based. So
0: so you can have a, you can have an uh, a EIN or a tax ID number without an entity?
1: Yeah, you can set up a sole proprietorship. That's really all you need. Got it. And those are super easy to set up. So let's say you've been doing real estate for the last two years. You've done one flip or two flips or you've wholesaled two deals or whatever. So when you set up a sole proprietorship, it asks you your years of industry experience. So you can put two years versus going and setting up a brand new LLC to apply for or apply with the the LLC is going to show that it's brand new but with a sole proprietorship they give you that option of of showing your actual years in that industry nice. um, so that helps when that helps when you go and apply it's really better to use a sole proprietorship unless you've got an LLC that that that's been in business that's you know that's profitable and everything with a sole proprietorship they ask for less documentation less verifications And it's really like a credit-based app. But if you go with a brand new LLC, you're going to have to have, you're going to have a lot more hoops to jump through. So that's something that we do for all of our clients. If they don't have an entity or an LLC or anything, we use a sole proprietorship. It's the fastest and easiest way to do it. And a lot of times, you know, like personally I've done the same thing. I have an LLC, but I applied with a sole proprietorship because I know it's just easier. There's less verification. Nuggets, gems. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Man. So, you know, I think about business credit, right. And, you know, this is, you know, I, I think I have a certain answer as to, as to why right. this is right. But I want you to explain this for my listeners. Whenever you think about, well, like you said, I can get more money if I just use my, you know, use my personal credit profile and get personal credit cards and that and that, and things of that nature. What are the advantages of using business credit or getting business credit in the first place?
1: Yeah, I don't know that you can get more with personal Um it might be easier to get oh i think i'm
0: sorry i misunderstood you then
1: yeah you can it's easier for the average person to get personal credit i guess you could say that it's easier for them to get more personal than it is for them to get more business but if you know um kind of how to navigate the bank system and you know that like what i'm saying is that the denials come through even for a 750 credit score um but if you know that you actually have to speak with the underwriter and not just accept that most people they apply for credit or a loan they they get denied and they're just like, oh man, that sucks. Maybe I'll try another bank or I'll just wait a few months. They don't. A lot of people don't know that you can basically get on the phone and negotiate with the underwriter. Um, and then if you do that, you're going to get a lot more business credit than you can personal. Um, the benefit is it doesn't show up on your personal credit report. It reports to the tax ID. So if you're spending $50,000 on a flip or whatever, that 50,000 is not going to count against your personal score. So a lot of like buy and hold investors that I work with, love that concept because when they buy a property with the credit and they have that debt there or they they spend 50 grand on a rehab and they have that debt there it's not showing up or counting against their personal score so their scores stay above 750 and you know 800s whatever and then when they go and do a cash out refinance on the deal that they just bought with the credit the bank pulls their personal credit and they don't they don't see that business credit debt. It doesn't count against you. So getting the cash out refinance to go through is seamless. And I've interviewed dozens of my clients, and you know a handful of them have told me that exact thing. Because not all my clients are buy and hold investors, but I have heard that feedback quite a bit. And that's one of the big benefits. It doesn't show up on your personal report. Um, there, you know the cashback rewards are great. You get those with personal mm-hmm. credit too. Mm-hmm. But with business credit, you know if you're spending twenty grand a month in marketing or whatever it is you're spending every month, you should be using a, a rewards card, getting back that cashback. Um, and um, I'd say like the fact that it doesn't show on your personal report is probably one of the biggest benefits. It's zero percent interest for an average of twelve months. Another really big benefit and with everything that we apply for there's no annual fee um so you know it's kind of a no brainer like people are using personal credit i know i was uh, for my business expenses and i wasn't nearly as aggressive i was i wasn't as confident to spend more on marketing and that's kind of what happened after i started using business credit i, I started spending a lot more every month and i was more aggressive because i didn't feel like it was just coming out of my personal finances or my personal credit my, my you know my personal
0: bank account I love it, I love it man so all right, so as far as paying this money back right because I think that's that's maybe somewhere where a lot of people may be stuck at now you you talk about the uh the buy and hold investor and I assume that most buy and hold investors that are using business credit in the way that you just described may be are doing a little bit of, you know, fixing up the property, rehabbing the property and then putting a tenant in there so they're able to do a cash out refinance. Otherwise, it's pretty hard to pay a substantial amount of, of money back if there's no there's no large windfall of cash, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. So rehab it, place a tenant, get it appraised, and then you do your cash
0: out refinance. Okay. And then for the fixers and flippers, obviously the money that they'd make on the flip, that's how they would pay back their business credit. So um, that gives them a 12 month timeline, typically, right? Typically, I think some may be a little little bit less, some may be a little bit longer. Um, Is there, is there anything I'm missing there?
1: No. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't take 12 months to complete a
0: flip,
1: (laughs) Um, but that has happened. I'm not going to lie. On my first flip, it took me way longer than expected. It was close to a year. By the time I sold it, actually had it sold, but um, that was because the property wasn't nearby me and I was, I didn't have contractor crew or I was just, you know, all brand new people I was working with. So I had two, two different people that I ended up working with on that flip. The second guy had to go back and fix a lot of stuff. Um, so I just wasn't paying enough attention to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I would hope like <laughs> three to max six months to get the flip done, uh, like right now i've got two that i'm working on and the second one that i got like two months after i got the first one the, that one's almost done because i hired i got a new crew and i had to create a new relationship and these guys are great and they've already got you know we're looking at two weeks total and it's it's basically almost done so by three weeks it'll be done and ready to be listed or ready to be um listed as a rental so i could get the tenant in there and do my cash out refinance um so yeah i mean if you look at it you know, it depends on the level of investor. If they're, you know, someone who's savvy and and they've done multiple deals, and they've they know they've got a property manager, they know that they can get a tenant placed quickly. They know that they've got a crew that can get it rehabbed quickly. I mean, you can do multiple deals inside that 12 months if you've if you've got your stuff together and you know what you're doing. But if you're brand new, you know, I would definitely say it could you could get maybe two to three flips done with the credit in that 12 month period. Um, but if you're savvy, I mean, there's no reason why you can't get, um, you know, the guy was telling you before he said he bought three properties and already cash out, refinanced them. He did that. He signed up in November and I interviewed him in like January or February. And it was, so it was literally like three or four months then he had, um, he had already done three deals with the credit, but he knows, you know, he's got deal flow. He's got tenants. He's got the property manager. So, um, Yeah. 12 months. So it definitely is way too long. Cause if imagine if you had a hard money loan and you you were trying to do a flip and it took you the full 12 months, you're paying mm-hmm. out a lot of money and in interest in that case. But with business credit, you're not really paying any interest at 0% interest. The only thing you're paying is our fee. Um, so even if it did take you 12 months, at least you're not paying interest on that. Like you would with a hard money loan. Right
0: and points probably. <laughs> so I mean yeah, that that yeah. that brings up a great point as to why business credit may be a better funding source than a hard money loan and you probably get approved a whole lot easier I would assume with with business credit.
1: Yeah, and with business credit you can ch- pick and choose the deal you want to do. You don't have to get approval from the hard money lender where there has to be an ex- a huge amount of meat on the bone for it to work. Um you know, I I did a deal that I doubt a hard money lender would have taken. I still made 30,000 you know, netted 30,000, but it was a, it was a tight deal. It was actually one of the deals I tried to wholesale, but none of my buyers wanted to pay any more than what I had it for. Mm. Um, and one, one of my buyers even told me, there's no way you can do, get that done for $25,000, the rehab. And so I bought it for like 66 and I put in like twenty three twenty five thousand, 25,000 and I sold it for 130,000. I had three full price offers right when COVID started back in March last year, um, three full price offers in three in three days. Um, so in that case, a hard money lender probably wouldn't have taken that deal. And if I used a hard money lender, as long as that deal took, I would have been I would had no profit. So yeah. it, I think hard money is a great, great option, but I think business credit's also a great option. And you can save money, you can do more deals that you might not be able to do with a hard money lender, or you can use the business credit to come in with the hard money lender so that you don't have to use all hard money. Um, Because like, let's say you got to buy a deal for 200 grand, but you only get 80 grand through our program. That 80 grand is still going to be super helpful for down payment and to cover part of the deal so that you don't have to pay out 10% interest on the whole purchase price.
0: I love it. I love it. Man, Mike, is there is there anything I mean, we've covered a whole lot. We've talked about who who is who this who's who business credit is for, who business credit is not for, how to qualify for business credit. We've talked about some exit strategies for real estate investors who are looking to use business credit. Is there anything that you think that is a major talking point, something that we've missed, something that would be super valuable for the listeners, especially as these real estate investors are starting to need more 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 means again for again we talked about marketing before the show like hey a lot of a lot of people just need the means for 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 their marketing dollars is there anything that you want to add
1: yeah speaking of marketing um I interviewed one of my clients he's gone through the program at least twice he might be on his third year now he's got over 500,000 it's not the usual amount that people are getting but he's he's stuck with the program and we've gotten him over 500,000 dollars. his name's Nick Perry I don't know if you know of him but um, he is wholesaling nationwide. And he went from doing 40000 a month in revenue when he started with us. And I interviewed him. He told me point blank. If it wasn't for Fun and Grow, I wouldn't have been able to get to 400000 a month is what he's doing mm-hmm. now. Because his marketing budget, he was able to spend. He's a pay-per-click guy. So he's able to spend a lot more in marketing. I think he's spending in marketing now what he was making in revenue uh, a couple years ago. And he's really blown up. And, um, you know, he's spending a lot every month in marketing, but he's getting cash back, uh, through the rewards points. So marketing is a huge thing. You know, it's not only about buying properties outright. You can do whatever you want with the credit. We have a lot of people that are mark- using it for marketing. A lot of people that are just using it for their renovation costs. Um, and there's, but they're still buying, you know, with private money or hard money. Um, but like any type of business can, can use it. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think we really missed anything else. I mean, it, the well, it's literally how,
0: how long does it take? Let's talk about that. How long does it take? And 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 you talked about you know five hundred thousand wasn't being wasn't the average. What is the average? And, and what's the kind of process? Like you said, there's kind of a, a one year period in which you know you're working with funding What does that look like?
1: Most people get between about a hundred to two hundred fifty thousand throughout that twelve month membership. Throughout the twelve months, we do three rounds of funding. The first round will be completed and in your hands within. Uh, four weeks, assuming that you've got the credit that we talked about earlier, the personal credit, 720 plus and all that. Um, And then we do three rounds. So we'll do the first round in the beginning, second round, right around the six month mark, because we need to let those accounts season. You don't want to go back month after month. You'll just get shot down. They'll be like, Hey, you know, you just applied. You just got these new accounts. So six months in, we do our second round. And then at the uh, about 12 month mark, we do the third round of funding each round can bring in, depending on credit score and history, each round can bring in anywhere from 30,000 all the way up to 100,000. We've gotten people 150,000 on one round before. Um, so uh, that's how that looks, about 30,000 to 100,000 per round. We also allow people to bring in their partner, spouse, someone that they know, their family, a friend. That We allow them to bring them on if they do sign up with us we call it the free partner upgrade, where they can add that person into their file, and now we have two people, and we'll apply for both people separately and double the amount of funding we get uh, for people. So that's like a bonus that we throw Absolutely. in when we when we do like a, a interview or a, a webinar. We also uh, do a five hundred dollar discount. So if so, so, go- so really
0: quick, let me let me I guess let me let me go ahead and plug the link now, right? Because I think uh, we had we're getting it set up. It's uh dot forward slash credit, mans.com forward slash credit. And you get, again, you said for the webinars and for the, for the interviews, which this is one of those, you guys have these perks. So go through the perks again for me.
1: Okay. So the free partner upgrade, basically they can add a spouse, family member, business partner onto their file, no additional charge, and we'll apply for credit and double the amount of funding that they can get. Um, and then the other perk is A five hundred dollar discount off of our normal price. So if you guys don't go to the link uh, that we just mentioned, then you'll not get that five hundred dollar discount. If you go to the link, we'll book a call with you, get on the phone, we'll go over everything uh, with your credit, with your business, and pretty much lay it all out for you, and and then let you know like where you're at, like what you pre-qualify for. We'll ask you a few questions about your credit. Um, so if you do go to that link, you'll get like a free consultation and you'll get access to the $500 discount and the the free partner upgrade as well.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So that link one last time is before the com forward slash credit. Now, Mike. To end this round before we get to the last and final round, and this may not make it in depending on where we go with this, but for those of us who are not ready, who don't meet the requirements, who don't have the right trade lines open, who maybe don't have a 720 credit score, do you have a recommendation or do you have a system or a partner? Or do you have a way, do you have mm-hmm. a way to help those individuals get to where they need to be?
1: Yeah, actually, I just interviewed a client named Damon Clare. And he had a bankruptcy on his credit report when he signed up with us. And a lot of people have credit issues that sign up with us. And we've been seeing that for years. So a long time ago, uh, we basically developed a credit repair company who is a separate company, but it's our uh, partner who handles all of our clients that need credit repair. So we got his uh, bankruptcy removed. And then we ended up getting him $190,000 in credit over a couple rounds of funding Uh, But that's somebody who had a bankruptcy. So if you've got like late payments, uh, anything negative on your report, uh, we can help with that as well. It's not an overnight process. Credit repair is not. If anyone tells you any different, be leery because it takes multiple rounds of disputes. You can't just get everything cleared off in 30 days. Uh, So a lot of times it takes multiple rounds of disputes, but things will come off. uh, And then we'll, you know, shoot for uh, getting you qualified getting you prepped for funding so a lot of people will sign up with fund and grow they'll know they know that they need credit repair so they'll put one payment down with fund and grow we'll give them a discount on credit repair and we'll put the fund and grow membership on hold while credit repair is being completed once that's done then they come back to fund and grow and then we start applying for credit and that's when the 12 month membership begins so a lot of people do that just to get the discount but a lot of people don't want to lay out the, the payment with Fund & Grow. They want to just go straight to credit repair, and they can do that as well. So if they go to the link and get pre-qualified with our team, we'll give them a real clear picture of what to expect and you know, what the timeframes are, You know if they need credit repair, if they need paydowns. That way, they'll really have a good, clear understanding of what they need to do to, to qualify and to get approved for business credit.
0: I love that. And so, I mean, man, even just a consultation alone, like that sounds like so much value in that alone. And that's, that's completely upfront. And that's, that's where you, you know, you can make a decision, Hey, I want to do this. I don't want to do this, but you're getting so much value up front from you guys. I think it's a no brainer before the millions.com forward slash credit before the millions.com forward slash credit lifestyle design, acceleration hacks. What is your favorite before the millions book? Um, Before the millions book. I'd
1: say I, I didn't actually read the book, but the documentary, "The Secret." I don't know if you're aware of that. The Law Absolutely. of Attraction, that whole concept. Uh, I think that was a real uh, helpful thing early on, um, and then after that, you know, I've 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 read like "Think and Grow Rich." I thought that was really good. I don't know if you've heard of "Rhinoceros for Success." I,
0: have I think that's
1: what it's called by Scott Alexander. It's a, kind of like a funny book about kind of just like getting out of your own way, dealing with challenges and being a rhino when it comes to business and life versus being a cow that grazes in the pasture. That's like the, the kind of the analogy that he uses throughout. Um, and it's just all about being motivated, staying focused. Um, you know, he talks about holding a magnifying glass on something long enough uh, to where you actually start a, a fire. And you know, that's kind of how your focus needs to be. You need to focus on one thing at a time um, so that you actually get a result out of it or success out of it. Um, that's a really good book. But I've um what else? Um I like four, spiritual, four spiritual laws of prosperity. I like, I like that but, one too. um uh what else? Um I don't know, I'm drawing a blank. Asking It Is Given. That's another like law of attraction related book.
0: Um, we just need one, but those are all fire. Those are all fire. Yeah. I like the rhinoceros one for sure. I think we'll put that as your before the millions book.
1: And there's also the surrender experiment. Uh,
0: oh, that's my, that's like my top three favorite books in the world. <laughs> untethered
1: untethered, <laughs> untethered soul.
0: soul.
1: Yeah. Those are really good. Uh, just like letting go, going with the flow, you know, just like, and it's not always like for me, I, I haven't read too many really like business focused books or right. like real estate investing focused books. Same here. They're more like mindset books and that kind of thing that I've, I've gotten a lot of value from that type of thing. Also, another one, uh, is, uh, uh thou Shall prosper. Yep.
0: by That's right, like, right. A, right by, uh, Daniel Lappin. I love that book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. He's- that's some yeah. of the similar, similar uh, books that we're into. That's cool.
0: Absolutely, man. I, yeah, you, you've given me a whole bunch of choices to choose from, but I think the one I haven't heard of is that rhinoceros book for sure, and I'll definitely check that out. Um, what's your favorite lifestyle design app? Like, this can be a business app or tool. Um, lifestyle design app. It can be a communications hmm. app with your team.
1: Okay. Well, we use Microsoft Teams internally. To communicate, like scheduling calendars, group calls. Um, That's something that we use internally. um, I think that would probably be a good one to use.
0: What was it called? Microsoft. Microsoft Teams and Planner. Got it, got it, got it. So it's like an internal
1: CRM. uh, Well, our CRM is custom built, but this is like the communication piece and the planning and the schedule and like the calendar um and all that good stuff um and yeah that that would probably be the app that i would i would mention
0: absolutely what do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed or audible because i'm all about (laughs) yep same here (laughs) i love it i love it uh what do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed um
1: I think I like I, what I like the most about the way my lifestyle is designed is that I have the freedom to pretty much do whatever I want. Um, you know, I'm I'm no I've learned how like sales and marketing creates income, so I've I realized that I can do that with fund and grow. So I took that over to real estate. Um, so I think that's something that I really appreciate that I have that level of financial freedom it might be might not be the highest level of financial freedom um, as as some people but um, it's that's something that I really appreciate just being able to kind of do what I want you know and enjoy the things that I like to do. Um, you know a lot of people say you should you should do what you love that's how you you know that's how you should make your money do what you love but I think maybe like it's more like a myth and like you should love what you do um you know but do what makes you the most money at the same time. And that way you can then do whatever it is that you love doing in your free time and be of service to people and just do what makes you the most money and, and the most impact, not necessarily what you love to do. Um, so I think that's why I like my lifestyle because I can do what I want and go fishing. I can have the freedom I want, um, go on my boat, go jet skiing, travel a little bit here and there, um, and still uh, you know, have the stability and the income uh, that
0: I would like to have. Absolutely. What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today?
1: Um, I kind of didn't want to have to work as much as I was at one point. And I, like, I wanted to just have like a set amount of hours, but then I realized that if I want to get to the next level and actually make something substantial, I can't just be like a nine to five worker bee and, And expect that to be enough. So, I was kind of hesitant to getting into the webinar side of things, the side of the business, uh, early on because I knew that it was going to take up more of my time than just that, you know, that set time of eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the sacrifice. Like I, I run webinars for the last like eight, seven or eight years, running webinars every day and at night at eight o'clock at night, sometimes later than that, answering questions. So that's kind of the sacrifice. that's kind of the sacrifice <laughs> that I would have made. But at the same time, I could run the webinar from my phone because I could log into my computer. So all I got to do is answer some questions for like 30, 40 minutes. But in the beginning, we were doing them all live. You know, We were doing all the webinars live. And then, and then we got to the point where we would do half of it live, uh, the, the second half. So the q and I was doing the Q&A every single day, every night. Um, so that was a sacrifice I had to make. Cause I wanted to play softball. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to go out and just do whatever I want to do every day after work. Um, but that I had a little bit of hesitancy towards that. Once I got over that, that's when things really started to blow up because I realized the, um, the return that I could get if I did make that sacrifice. Right. And then I got really hungry and started chasing down affiliates and creating relationships. And it, that's, that's what took us from, being you know, a small, tiny company, two to three employees, to growing to 10 million a year, to having 50 plus employees, and um, that sacrifice. And it's the same thing with real estate. You know, when I started getting into the wholesaling thing, I was sacrificing an hour before work, multiple hours after work. And it's a lot. You got to have some real grit and like really good work ethic, especially if you're working a nine to five and you're trying to build a real estate business on the mm-hmm. side it's not easy. Like it's not for the faint of heart. You have, a, you know, you're going to have a lot less free time to do that kind of thing, any business. Um, So yeah, that's, that, uh, does that answer your question? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> who was, who was essential to your growth before the millions and why Who's was essential to my growth before the millions and why, um,
1: um, I mean, I'd say my parents, you know, seeing my parents and their work ethic is something that helped me a lot, but they're not, um, you know, they're not business owners or real estate investors. Um, you know, they just work their, their normal nine to fives. And um, But, I, you know, seeing the work ethic and the discipline and all that, I'd say kind of helped me get to where I'm at. Um, but also, you know, uh, my business partner, Ari, um, you know, getting in with this company at the right time. And then working together and growing the company, Um, you know, that's been a huge uh, part of my success. That's how I got into real estate was through, um, you know, through funding, through my affiliates that I've created. Um, You know, I ended up taking a course, um, actually traded uh, the membership for the course. Um, And that's kind of how I got into real estate. So um, that was actually, uh, I don't know. Do you know Tom Kroll?
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That was his course. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. That's awesome. Last but not least. Why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention of getting to the millions?
1: I think it's just uh, a lot of hard work. And I think people convince themselves that, you know, they can't be that guy or that girl that is, you know, an entrepreneur or has, you know, uh, a business. Um, I think we convince ourselves that it's like too difficult or we don't know where to start but that's kind of how it is like with anything that's difficult. Um, you know, you don't really know exactly how it works until you like experience it and, and live it and like, you know, fail forward, you know, progress, not perfection. Something that Tom always says. Um, but I think that's what it is. And, and people aren't really ready for the amount of work that it takes. People maybe are more interested in like having free time and relaxing and going out and hanging out and having fun. Um, and they don't want to make that sacrifice um, because it is a lot of work and it takes a lot of perseverance. I didn't get my real, first real estate deal done for like a year uh, after like building the buyer's list and learning the whole thing, doing all, going through all the motions. Then I had a couple of deals under contract and they fell through. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm making plenty of money with fund and grow. I'm busy doing webinars, all this stuff, run the business. Do I really need to do real estate? I don't know. And I was like, ready to just, uh, I was like starting to back off a little bit. And, um, at one point I wasn't doing too much with it. And, uh, a friend at the time was like, Hey, uh, why don't you like sell that? If you know, you've got the whole thing, you've got a website, you got the buyer's list. I'm like, well, I can't sell it. I haven't even done a deal yet. And that kind of like made me like a little, you just kind of gave me this like fire under my ass to like do something about it. And then I got the first deal done. And then I ended up getting five deals done in the next three months after getting my first one done that took me like a year to get done. So I think it's like a lot. And it was a lot of work, like building the buyer's list. I felt like I was rewinding myself back like five years earlier, back to where I was just like hitting the phones constantly every day. You know, I, I used to do that with Fun and Grow. And then I kind of veered away from the sales job and we hired, I hired salespeople, built the sales team out. And I was more of like the, you know, the face of the company doing these types of things. Um, and then starting the real estate business, I'm over here like hitting the phones, cold calling like, hey, you guys interested in some discounted off-market properties? You know, calling the for sale by owners, calling the for rents, building the buyers list, sending out a bunch of Facebook messages. Um, so that's a lot of work. It takes up a lot of your free time. And I don't think everyone really wants to do that as much as they want that income. Mm -hmm. I think they'd rather have the free time. They don't really want the income as much um, as, as they need to really in in order to actually follow through on that. Um, And it's like the golden handcuffs, Um, you know, like people that are making okay money, they don't, they're like, they call it golden handcuffs because you are basically like locked down in that situation and you don't want to get to the next level um, so you're just going to stay in your comfort zone. People don't want to get out of their comfort zone. That's another thing,
0: right. you know?
1: So right. I think that's why.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. You're absolutely right, man. Mike, this has been an amazing podcast interview and I've gotten so many nuggets when it comes to business credit. Again, if, uh, you guys want to apply, uh, and, and, work with, uh, with, uh, Mike here, we're going to go to before forward slash credit. But if there's anywhere else that people can maybe connect with you, say, hi, ask you a question or two, where can they find some of your information?
1: Uh, to, to find my information.
0: Yeah. If they just want to connect with you, say hi, maybe social media or anything like that, where can they kind of connect with you?
1: Um, we have a, oh, one thing I didn't mention, we're giving away two memberships every month this year as our way of giving back because of what the pandemic's done to all these businesses out there. Um, so every month we announce that on our YouTube channel and we basically randomly pick it. We have people, you know, share it, comment, subscribe, register at the link to enter the giveaway. Um, and then we announce two, two winners every month. And that's something cool that we're doing. So if you guys want to check out the YouTube channel, we've got some really good client interviews there. Uh, there's a playlist just for the client interviews, but still, if you guys are planning on working with us, or if you want more information, you have to go to the link in the description of this podcast so that you get the $500 discount. Um, but yeah, I mean, they could check, they could check that out or like look me up on Facebook or Instagram. I'm happy to connect on, you know, wherever you guys want to connect.
0: Boom. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Banks. Mike, thank you so much for all the value that you provided to my podcast listeners to myself and the value they provide every day to the people that you come across. It's been a pleasure and we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Thank you so much for having me.